What are the long box guys going to do tonight, Brain? The same thing the long box guys do every night, Pinky. Drink and talk about comics. They're useless to taking over the world. Yes. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Long Box Guys. With me, as always, some of my very favorite people on God's green earth. Josh, how you doing, and what are you drinking? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, uh, despite all that's happening in the world right now, I just so happy to end, coincidentally, in wearing the T-shirt of the alcohol I'm drinking. So I got a Stormalong cider shirt on. Those of you watching on YouTube can see that. And I'm drinking Stormalong Light of the Sun. It's a cider that is also dry hopped with Citra, my favorite of all hops. Nice. All right. I'll give that a shot. Tommy, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing okay. I am drinking some R Stone Scotch. It is delicious. Nice, nice. Mikey, how about you down there? What are we drinking tonight, pal? I'm doing well, uh, other than not having my breathalyzer anymore. Uh, I'm drinking a Tennessee Cider Company hard cider, uh, another blueberry. Yeah, you're just drinking that all down, just trying to make me jealous of your trip. And it's It's working. It's delicious. (laughs) Josh uh, needs growlers. Josh, that is that why we're that's the next T-shirt? Just of all of us passed out in a big sign, and us just going. Josh needs Josh growlers. growlers. Uh, I'm drinking a Lemmy, uh, which is of course Diet Coke and uh, whiskey, and uh, a very weak one because I have a weak tummy right now because I'm just getting over a big, big stomach bug that would have killed a normal man. But you know who's not a normal man? Black Adam. Being played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson is coming up in a major, major motion picture. We're going to talk a little bit about the history of one of DC's older uh, bad guys. Well, yeah, if you're talking DC. chronologically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in continuity, yeah, he is one of the older ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so to give you a little bit of background on Black Adam, Black Adam originally appears in Marvel Family number one back in December of 1945. There had already been a Captain Marvel comic, and he, at this time he had Freddie Freeman as Captain Marvel Jr. and Mary Marvel, and he um, he finds out, Billy Batson finds out that there used to be another hero who had the Shazam title, but with different gods, the Egyptian gods. And he was so evil that the wizard banished him into space. And he's been flying back towards the earth for 5,000 years. And he's just about to arrive in 1945. And during that, he beats the Marvel family because uh, he is ruthless. He has pretty much all the same powers as the Marvels. But Uncle Dudley actually defeats him by... tricking him into saying the magic word Shazam, and when he does, he turns to dust because he's 5,000 years old in his alter ego form. Um, So kudos to Uncle Dudley. So he's a one-off villain. Just like, boom, done. And then in uh, 1973, after DC has finally acquired the rights to Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Shazam, They decide to bring Black Adam back, and in this version, um, he has a multi-story arc, but still a bad guy, convinced by Dr. Savannah to attack uh, Captain Marvel, the Big Red Cheese. It's 
was in 1976 when they do these adventures and they send them back towards the Revolutionary War so that they can talk about all these different Revolutionary War characters and the people who founded the nation. It was a, it was delightful to read when I was a kid because it was, you know, the Bicentennial was a really big deal for those of you who were not around for it or don't remember it. And so they incorporated it into the Shazam comics, which I thought was awesome. But after that, again, he's not a very popular villain until later on um, in when Jerry Conway writes The Power of Shazam. He brings Black Adam back, but now he makes him one of the major Captain Marvel uh, villains. And he stays that way even as continuity expands. Um, he's always a big bad, but they kind of, at the end of the series, start to he, he starts to realize that he's being influenced by his host. And that's maybe why he's evil. Um, because he was, he was originally a hero, um, from his home nation later on in the 1990s and two thousands, the justice society, the JSA is the comic and Jeff Johns really goes into making black Adam an anti-hero and giving him a much more sympathetic background and storyline. So in addition to being a member of the Marvel family, He's been in the Injustice League, the Legion of Doom, Secret Society of Supervillains, uh, the Black Marvel Family, the Monster Society of Evil, the Injustice Society, uh, the Justice Society of America, the Suicide Squad, which did not go very well. And uh, he is currently a member of the Justice League. Um, and his powers are just a clone of uh, Shazam. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I I'm losing my voice. <laughs> so I will recommend three different series if you're interested and really like the Black Adam character. The first one, which is going to be pull, I'm sure they're going to be pulling a lot for the Black Adam movie. So if you're a rock fan, Read Jeff John's run on the Justice Society of America, where Black Adam is in it. You're going to really enjoy that, and you're going to see a lot of similarities about what's happening. You know, he's the anti-hero in that um, Power of Shazam by Jerry Conway. A hundred issues of just pure gold. He takes all these stupid Golden Age stories and rewrites them in a modern kind of telling, and it's it's great. And then uh, the third series is his appearances in the <laughs> Suicide Squad <laughs> because he's just vicious. Um, so, yeah, those are my three recommendations. I'm going to shut up because I'm losing my voice. What do you guys got? So I have Black Adam the Dark Age where Black Adam is trying to resurrect his love Isis. And it is a, a six-issue book that just goes into him uh, trying. You know, he is at this point he is uh, a villain by the world. Everybody in the world thinks he's a villain. Everybody in the world is hunting him as a villain, and he is just in the mode of I want to resurrect my 
my love Isis and just be just me and her out in the middle of nowhere. I don't care as long as I'm with my love and that's it. And so he goes back to Kondak. Is that how you pronounce his his country? I don't know. Anyway, uh, gets the bones of his love Isis, tries to find a, a Lazarus pit to resurrect her. That doesn't go well. And then he tries to break into Dr. Fate's place and try to get her resurrected there. Meets Faust. Faust sends him on a quest to get Isis's amulet, which has been broken up into pieces. And he has to go and do that using as little of Black Adam's power and doing it mostly as his alter ego, uh, Tet. And it's just a great story about him traveling the world, trying to get these pieces while using as little of his superpowers as possible. Because every time he does, he's draining away the life force of, of his love, Isis, and diminishing his chances of bringing her back to life. And that stems right out of the the 52 series. And I've talked about the 52 series before, too. Black Adam has an excellent arc, and he's one of the major characters in the series 52. So um, if, you, if you're interested in the series LT just talked about, the, the stuff in 52 is also required reading. It's just really good. I think one of my favorite things is, you guys remember the Alligator Men? Yeah. Okay. This is a little bit of a spoiler. So in 52, Black Adam meets the love of, you know, the person he, the love of his life. And he gives her the power, shares his power with her so she can become ISIS. And then her brother, who's also, uh, yeah, has been lost, uh, I think, a, a leg or something in, in, in a, a roadside bomb or something like that. Um, he gives him the power too. Uh, so he's no longer crippled and, um, he becomes black Adam jr. He's actually got a, a, a deity's name. I can't remember what it is, but, um, they then find this alligator who this talking alligator who they befriend and the talking alligator convinces the, the brother to say his magic word and turn into mortal form. And when he does, the alligator man eats him and, or he's a, I'm sorry, he's a crocodile man. And you know, when he's killing him, he's like, well, why would you do this? And he's like, cause I'm a crocodile. <laughs> I don't understand what the, sorry, I spoiled some of that, but I, I really enjoyed it. I thought you would enjoy that too, Tom. If you haven't read that, uh, I think you'd really like it because you'll laugh too. Ha ha! Misery. Misery. And there's no, you know how much I love misery. It does love company too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm not a huge uh, Marvel uh, DC guy, uh, and um, Black Adam didn't show up on my radar much. I did see him in the Suicide Squad, and I was like, I mean, this is. It, it seemed like madness to me. Like it's like having Thanos under your control for a brief second, for whatever reason you think you have Thanos under control. I mean, you don't. <laughs> Let's, you know, be clear about that. Uh, like I always thought that there's no way this is going to end well, even for the 
incredibly powerful and smart Amanda Connors, you don't control Black Adam. You know, he's some for some way or how is part of his plan to be on this team for a small nanosecond out of his vast lifespan. And he's going to murder fuck you all at some point. And, I mean, I uh, am yeah. interested in reading the the Suicide Squad parts. I'll have to find those issues and and see what happens there. That sounds interesting. But yeah, like Tom, I don't I don't dig into DC a lot. Um, and I'll say one of the things that has always sort of I never really understood from a writing perspective, like why people want the villain to have the same exact powers as the hero. It always kind of drives me nuts, like with The Flash, with Superman, Captain Marvel. Like, it's just, like, it was never, I don't know, there's just something that bothers me about that, and it drives me a little nuts, I guess. It is more interesting when the hot powers don't match up. Like, Professor S and Magneto, they're just two very disparate powers. Right, and they both have to sort of figure out how to get around the other person's advantages, right? Yeah, I think the draw is that, you know, Superman can't be beaten. Oh, except by another Superman. Nobody's faster than the Flash except Except the Flash guy. Nobody has the power of five gods except for this other guy with the power of five different gods, but they're all exactly the same as the other guy. Yeah, I guess that's the draw to show that the hero is stronger than just his powers. But I'm with you, Josh. I I don't like the exact same. I like it more when it's... Uh, Lex Luthor is just really smart. <laughs> and that's his superpower. But uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, the, the previews for the movie look rock solid. Redonkulous. And The Rock's good in pretty much everything. He could do no wrong. I was plinking around on, on some stuff because I'm not, I'm not particularly worried about ruining that film for myself because I'm not a fan anyway. So I was like, oh, I'll poke around and see what does. And I don't know enough about it. So there's a couple other, like other DC characters in there, like mainstream DC characters in there, like Hawkman. And, uh, and then I was like, Oh, do Hawkman and black Adam really overlap? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause they don't seem like it kind of seems like a power. There's a bit of a power. It is Batman versus Superman, yeah. Yeah. So, to help you out on the continuity of that, um, in ancient Egypt, the Thangarian ship crashes, and the prince and his princess are affected by the nth metal. And um, they are the ones who will become Hawkman and Hawkwoman. So, they already have the power of flight. Their court wizard is a uh, gentleman, uh, shoot, I'm drawing a blank, is it Naboo? Naboo sounds right. Yeah, Naboo, I think, is it. Who is then eventually going to be the helmet of Dr. Fate. Uh, And Black Adam is the hero of the land. And so they are all partners and... Uh, Black Adam is a good guy in that. And so, therefore, when uh, Vandal Savage and his crew come over to try to take over the area, you know, that's where the conflict comes in. Black Adam eventually, you know, 
he knows Hawkman and respects him because he used to work for Hawkman. Hawkman was his prince uh, sure. that he served under um, and thought he was a decent guy. So that's that's why you're going to see Hawkman in the movie. Uh, you're going to mm-hmm. see Dr. Fate in the movie because they all tie back to him originally. Yeah. And then Adam Smasher is from the Justice Society of America storyline where Black Adam kind of takes him under the wing um, and they become good friends. And when Black Adam decides to go eye for an eye for justice, he convinces Adam Smasher, yeah, that's we, – we keep on beating these villains and then – they come back and they do horrible shit again, and then we beat them up and put them in jail, and they do horrible shit. Doesn't happen with the guys Black Adam handles, so maybe that's the way to go. So it it causes a rift in the Justice Society of America. Uh, good storyline. Okay. The, some of the storylines, um, it's even closer than that. Like uh, Hawkman and Hawkgirl keep being reincarnated over and over again until Black Adam is destroyed. I see Tommy Nunn. You want to jump in there? Well, no. Uh, that was from... They They keep having a... Um, it's not until Black Adam is destroyed. They keep having uh, reoccurrence with... I want to say Vandal Savage, but I don't think that's right either. No, it was... Um, no, it's somebody else. It was the priest who kept on killing him over and yeah. over again in every yeah, life. Yep. Um, yeah, until they eventually broke that curse and then... The 90s or 2000s. Yeah. That was a creepy one. <laughs> Very creepy. It was. Like, hey, we got a serial killer who just won't stop it. Like, at some point. Like, in your serial killer, you only kill two people. Yeah. Over and, and over again. I've killed them, like, 300 times. I've killed them. awesome. And I never get sick of it. And what was the tragedy is he... That whenever they would remember their past lives is when he would remember his past life <laughs> and then try to kill him. He's like, oh, yeah. Stabby, 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 stabby. Yeah, that was a pretty prolific serial killer if you give him a body count versus personal count. Personal count. Anyway, you go. Good on him. He stuck with it. He's That's a tenacious guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He would have kept going if the writers had let him. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody got anything less things to say about Black Adam? No, I'm unusually excited about the movie, honestly. I, I'd really like to see something from DC that really stands out. I think, once again, they're, the writing and the production they do for the animated films are so good. I don't understand why that can't translate or why they don't bring those writers over to the actual live action stuff and, and make movies that for me make sense or, or have the uh, correct tone and drama and an effect that I, I think the, the animation does. It's weird. It's, well, well, I just find it odd that one, that one people, one group of people can like sort of dominate that and not, not find themselves in the position to do it in the other media. What did you think of the last of the Shazam movie? It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun family film. Yeah, it was. It fine. was a good like, superhero yeah. film. It was a good it... superhero movie. It was. It was. Um, yeah, it was fun and fine. Okay. Um, yeah, That's what I, I, I didn't. I didn't have a problem with it. I, I. I probably enjoyed it a little more than I thought. 
and I like the I like the you know I I've enjoyed some of the goofier um, sort of plays both both sides have done. I've I liked the the you know once Thor Ragnarok once uh, uh, Taiko Waititi took over that sort of genre, and I have uh, I very much enjoy the his presence in those films, right? So I'm really looking forward to Love and Thunder too. So. Me too. I hope that is as awesome as it looks. Yeah. So I, All right. So any last words? No. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. Repeat the question. No. Okay. Tommy, what do you got the back of the long box? The back of the long box. I have first adventures by first comics. There's a, a comic book that ha- held, uh, partial bits of stories from Dynamo Joe, Whisper, and Blaze Barlow. Um, and I picked these up on eBay, and they were fantastic. Uh, the Dynamo Joe story, of course, I knew was going to be great because I love Dynamo Joe. But uh, the Blaze Barlow story was also pretty good. It was a story of a detective uh, and his eternity squad. And his first uh, case in this was a Fallen Angel that it comes seeking protection. And it was a pretty interesting out there, wild story. So I recommend going out on eBay and getting them because they're, they're pretty good. All the right. Whisper story I wasn't too crazy about. It's more political intrigue and she's kind of a sort of a ninja person. You like ninja people? Yeah. Nothing wrong with ninja people. Yeah, it was just kind of a little slow going. <laughs> Mikey, what do you got at the front of the lawn box? Breathing issues. All right, then we're going to skip that, and we're going to talk tangents for a second. Josh, you got a tangent for us? Yeah, so I believe it was just this weekend. Um, the So if you don't know, the uh, southern Florida has a huge Burmese python problem. So they, yeah. uh, just, just from few releases of pets and whatnot into the wild, the Burmese python has infiltrated the Everglades and is doing irreparable harm to the, uh, the, the local, uh, wildlife. Right. So every year, uh, they, for two weeks, they have basically a, an open hunt, uh, where people are awarded certain prizes for certain things. Uh, and the rest of the year professionals do the job. Uh, and so the largest Burmese Python ever found in the, uh, in the Everglades was caught this weekend, uh, it was just over 18 feet long, just over 250 pounds. It was a female who had, uh, who was about to lay a clutch of somewhere between 40 and 50 eggs. Ooh. And how did they find this? Wait, this did they is... lay eggs? Yes. Yeah, Burmese pythons lay eggs. They don't live, uh, don't birth live young. Yep. Lots right. of reptiles do. I didn't okay. know they did. Okay. So, uh, this is a, a just one of the stories of thinking outside the box. So the professional hunters um, during uh, the prime mating seasons have male Burmese pythons who are chipped with radios with radio devices that they let out into the wild, knowing they will find fertile females, and then they track them down and kill the female. Stop killing my girlfriend, Chip! You are a dick. So they have like these. It's like, just like Hawkman and Hawk Girl. That's <laughs> full circle, Mike. It's full circle. But yeah, so they have like this callback radio where they just 
send out these male pythons into the swamp and it's sort of like the reverse black widow syndrome and they find uh the and apparently male burmese pythons want to find the biggest females uh to fertilize and so they just get out there yeah they Who doesn't uh, yeah i like big snakes and i cannot lie and so they just get out there and that's how they find the big females and eliminate them from the population. And so I just thought that I was like, one, I personally, I just never would have thought of that. Like, wow, that's a that's an awesome female Burmese python trap. It's just thinking outside of the box. So uh, anybody have any other like you, you were just like you just saw a solution to a problem. And you're like that. Well, brilliant. <laughs> all those conspiracy theorists were correct. <laughs> All right, I got one. I really got one. It came to me this week. Tell me if I'm insane. All right? Let's say you're a billionaire. Okay. All right? And I'm you a billionaire. Can, you're a billionaire, and you can buy a franchise, like a McDonald's or – I mean, you can buy, like, a full franchise. Not one of the big, biggest, biggest ones, but, like, you could buy Arby's or something if you wanted to. Side note, Arby's bought Wendy's, and Arby's is actually a much smaller company than Wendy's, but the owner of Arby's is a billionaire, and he was like, fuck this noise. I want to own Wendy's and bought it. Because <laughs> I'm sick like, of everyone making fun of my sandwiches. I believe if a franchise like that put in four charging stations, electrical charging stations, and they were just at price, so you could, if you had an electric car, you could charge up. And like a national chain like Arby's and Wendy's. Now it takes how long to charge your car? 40 minutes with a level three charger, depending on the vehicle. Wouldn't everyone go inside and eat? Right? So you're going to sell the fucking electricity. You're going to solve the infrastructure problem. And you're going to pack the restaurant with people waiting for their cars to charge. It seems like a brilliant solution to the infrastructure problem that we've had that we don't have enough charging stations. That's my out-of-the-box solution. I really think it would work if someone just did it. Well, on the East Coast, that's partially true, right? Sure. Um, A lot of the Burger Kings already have two level three charging stops at them. I mean, for the most part, I think the issue across the country is that especially in the mid and southwest and especially texas um the grid most of the grids down there aren't particularly great you gotta right? you get up you get up to the grid too that's why i had to have a billionaire do it yeah um and honestly what all those places should also do right is have solar panels on their roofs and wall batteries somewhere 100 so, uh, there's definitely a chain reaction of how the world needs to deal with what will soon be an electrical crisis in the U.S. if everybody started buying electric, car- electric cars. Um, and there also needs to be some way to deal with uh, – a better way to deal with uh, battery fires and yeah. and battery yeah. recycling because – Battery recycling and also – That the- shit is no joke. Yeah. <laughs> That was my that's my answer though. I, I, I mean, think I agree. Is, yeah. I think I think every chain should do that. You're absolutely if, not, not wrong. And, and if we had it, people would stop being so squeamish about what if I can't find a place to charge my car? Because you just buy one at the nearest fast food restaurant. 
Yeah, every fast food restaurant has one. Boom. And you might have to wait, but you know it's there. At least they can have a Frosty. Frosty. I like Frosties. Yeah. Save it for my three-day teen animated asshole. You go ahead and rub it in my face that you can have a Frosty. Son of a bitch. (laughs) You can have a Frosty. You can have a Frosty, and you can have a Frosty. Mikey, you got one? I like the scope for the army. Hey, you guys can't shoot for shit. All right, let's put Skynet on the fucking thing. <laughs> um, I think we talked about it on the last podcast. Sorry about that. Uh, so the Army has a cool new scope, and the damn thing pretty much aims the gun for you. It puts God mode on your gun. Uh, it'll take in barometric pressure, wind speed, distance, angle, and uh, rotation of the gosh darn Earth. Uh, this thing is no joke, and it says the average marksman can hit targets, uh, human targets, at 900 yards. Uh, uh, they also upgraded the bullet, uh, by the way, in case Mikey's going, what? Yeah, they upgraded the, the new gun as uh, a bigger bullet. Cow stopping uh, technology, as they call it. Tommy, you got a uh, answer for this? Uh, so, uh, so they can do all that, but they still can't make a new car that my wife won't bang up in a week. <laughs> That's right. 1940s comic. Your wife does bang up the cars. Those dames. <laughs> and another thing, she, she burned the rust. She just got it back today. <laughs> and is it banged up again? She just got She's it not home today. yet. We'll see. we'll see how long it takes her. <laughs> Uh, I, mean, I I got a new car too. I haven't banged it up yet, but you know I, I try not to worry about that stuff. I try. <laughs> I, I the amount of money that window co- that mirror cost was ridiculous. I don't think we're gonna get anything new out of Tommy except a wife. <laughs> How about some padding around the car for your wife, buddy? <laughs> that would be awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Uh, quick 318 I was actually going to ask about because I just saw a really fun special on Wendy's. Uh, Wendy's Frosties, now uh, Strawberry also. Uh, Wendy's Frosties, uh, 318. I'm giving it a, a solid, it's not a milkshake, it's not like it's a thing, it's it's great. I'm going to give it a nice solid uh, 15. It's not like my favorite thing, but man, it really hits the spot when you want one. Do not enjoy. I'm going to go for like a 9 or a 10 maybe. It just—it's one of those things where you have to keep repositioning the fucking straw, never-endingly. It's such a goddamn pain in the ass. Like, I just want who uses a straw? Who can use a spoon for that? What? I don't want. You're gonna have a fucking aneurysm, dude. Using a straw? That thing—that thing is practically ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. I want a fucking. I want a shake. I want something. It's not a shake. Shake they have shakes too. It's a fucking drive-through. I'm alone in my car. Like, I can't fucking eat that thing with a goddamn spoon while I drive. They I'm a fucking ice cream. Ice cream. That is an ice cream. That is not a shake. Then why not order a shake? What? Do they even have shake? Yes. Yes. I don't believe they do. I believe they do. I don't believe it. I think so. <laughs> I was willing to go, yeah, Burby's Python's... Yeah, I'm sure they can lay eggs. You can't go, yeah, maybe there's a fucking milk. No, shake. I disbelieve there are no fucking shakes at Wendy's. Frosties there are shakes. They're called Frosties, and they're unsuckable. I mean, they're suckable. Oh, they're, with tenacity. I mean, oh, they apparently can suck one. 
Josh, if this is true, if you've been turning your whole life sucking down Frosties, we I should talk, Mike. That's <laughs> Me not and you, we're going to Talking is not what you want to do, Tom. Damn I am right. I want to. I want to put you to work at the uh, the Are Eagle you Tavern. Does Wendy's actually have a shake? Are you fucking with me? No, they have shakes. I thought they just had frosties. No, they have shakes. I'm they have... looking it up now. They do have shakes. I'm looking right now. <laughs> Josh is so disappointed. In I'm gonna be so mad in RP. <laughs> Fourteen for me. Frosties there on the road. Be like. <laughs> <laughs> my whole fucking life and I just go to order a goddamn shake yeah. fuck that's that's determination I'll give it to you there god damn it people Josh's worldview has been changed by our 3 to 18 what today that fuck? makes me happy <laughs> are you fucking kidding me Mike were you about to jump in with there 14 God, please, please, God, strike Mikey dead now so that's his last gasping breath. His 3 18, his fucking 3 18 on my fucking stupid frosty comment. Josh, you're looking at all the different shakes now, aren't you? No, I just see frosty. Oh, beverages, hold on. Right. <laughs> I see chocolate no, milk. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, see, I don't shakes. see shakes. They have shakes. I oh my don't God, am I crazy? Shake. On the fucking website menu. Wendy's. All right, keep going, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a 13. Uh, I'm going to give it more I, when, I want it, when I want it, it's great. But I don't find myself being like, you know what? I need to go to Wendy's and get a Frosty. Yeah, I'd never go out of my way. I go out of my way to get a Frosty. I'm looking at Frosty. Hey. But I gotta say, right now, I think I would pay like twenty dollars for a milkshake from Wendy's. <laughs> right now, and more importantly, DQ still has uh, fucking Orange Julius's. Yeah, that's really, that's, I, think, that's like that. I think right now, right I think now, I, I would even, right I think now. I would pay like forty dollars for a milkshake from Wendy's right this minute. <laughs> you know, there's Grubhub, right? You could get that delivered. It'd kill you. I mean, but I'm just saying, just if to they actually to Josh that there was a milkshake, I think I would pay it. I am looking at the Wendy's menu. They have the classic Frosty. They also have Frosty Shakes. Yeah. Frosty Shakes. That's what I'm seeing too, buddy. Shakes. Yeah. Just sit there and be wrong. I mean, I'm just saying I didn't know. Like, I... I... <laughs> I'm happy to be wrong here. The more you know. I just didn't know. I didn't know. And Tommy and I are still on board with the custard beets ice cream. Can oh, I yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The frosty, the, the frozen custard beets ice cream. <laughs> First time I ate frozen custard, I seen it so pissed off. Um, yum, yum. I thought ice cream was good. What the fuck? Um, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> Same thing with the first time I had gelato. I'm like, man, I used to think ice cream was delicious. God damn it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I guess that yeah, was... ice cream is good. Don't get me wrong. Ice cream yeah. is good. But they're better I, things. I still help. like ice cream. Yeah. Uh, so I just have an article from ice Reader's Digest yeah, that says 
eight things you never knew about the Wendy's Frosty. The Frosty is one of the five original Wendy's menu items. Frosties need a temperature between 19 and 21 degrees Fahrenheit. Frosty ingredients aren't a secret, but the exact formula is the chocolate Frosty isn't 100% chocolate. Yeah, no shit. There have been a few different variations of Frosties. Wendy's hosts a Frosty 5K. The Frosty has fewer calories than leading shake-like treats. <laughs> and Wendy's <laughs> tries to limit Frosty waste. That's not fascinating at all. I'm sorry to all our listeners. <laughs> I still can't I wonder find... what the definition of Frosty waste is. <laughs> I, I'm looking at one right now. Frosty shake small, Frosty shake large, Frosty strawberry shake... It's, it's all right there, man. I think we should just go on to Grubhub and just send Josh. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Grubhub looking at Frosties. Just chocolate, classic chocolate Frosty or strawberry Frosty. That's it. That's it? That's the uh, only choice I have. I'm not seeing them on every single website either, so maybe not everyone does them. You might have us there. All right. I'm looking at the the – so if you'd like to weigh in on this great frosty debate, yeah. go ahead and tweet us at the long box guys, or you can send a email to LT. What's right, the email? Right here. Three. Lucky bastard at the long box guys. Hold on. I'm just going to put this in the, I got it yeah, in the chat. I got it in the chat. And if you want to hear us talk about asinine shit like this, <laughs> we've got another podcast called the geek leak. Where can people find details about that? Josh. Uh, they can find the Geek Leak at our Patreon, uh, Longbox, uh, longbox.patreon.com, longbox.patreon.com, yeah. Patreon.com slash the longbox, guys. That too? It's not like I, we don't say this every week, Josh. I know. I know you say that, but then, yeah. You got a frosty freeze on your brain, I got it. <laughs> hmm. I can't get a frosty freeze on my brain. Help me out, people. Well, if you follow that link, you can get a frosty freeze on your brain. Frosty shakes when they sort of shake something. Yeah, delicious. And frosty I would like to thank. Uh, uh, what do I want to thank? Um, uh, I want to thank everybody who does uh, you know, go over to our Patreon. Patreon page is terrific. I also like to thank IanLeonO.com. GeekOrthodox.com. That's what I wanted to say. GeekOrthodox.com. 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 Purveyors of fine stained glass prints, Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses. You name it, they got it. GeekOrthodox.com. And if you're looking for t-shirts, go to IanLino.com for all your geeky t-shirt needs. I'd like to thank Kirby Crackle for providing our geek rock music. You're saying, what? There's no geek rock music on this YouTube channel. Well, that's because the geek rock music is on our podcast, and it's provided by Kirby Crackle Kirby at KirbyCrackleMusic.com. You can also find Kirby Crackle on Bandcamp at Bandcamp.com. Kirby Crackle, providing all of our geek music. Tommy, that was flawless. Nice job. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't a single um. There wasn't a pause. God damn it, boy. That was... Fucking perfect. Good job, man. Yeah, I can do copy. He's the 
He's the love sausage of the long box guys. <laughs> you are. So uh, we're going to take us out now with the Mikey. What's this podcast like to you? They struggle to catch a breath. <laughs> My every waking moment is, is pain and suffering. Tommy, it's sweet, sweet. drunk history for comics. Thank you. Tommy, sweet, sweet Tommy. What's uh, what, what do you got to say for us? Uh, if you haven't gotten your shot, get a shot. If you have gotten your shot, get another shot. Because we all need a shot. Come on, do shots with the long box, guys. And Josh, Gen Con, is that going to be your sector? Gen Con will be my sector. Also, Wendy's JA seems like a bullshit website, and I still don't believe this fucking Frosty Shake exists. Carry on. All right. Yeah, I'm going to have to bring one to your house. Um, and don't forget what I always say. Don't just what you hate, like shakes. Just promote what you love. <laughs> and you'll live a lot longer. So long from the long box, guys. Bye-bye. On the road, we're going home.